Hi guys, this is Eric Chevalier with Bearing Point and you're listening to 5 Minutes Ahead. Monday night, Apple uh, released uh, news that was uh, long uh, awaited and uh, we now know about the, the Vision Pro device. I think that the, the internet went bonkers yesterday uh, talking about what it was and, and what it does and so on. But uh, we wanted to take a different angle and, and discuss more what it means for the industry and, and for potential use cases and potential clients on our side. So to discuss that uh, today, I have with me Christian Hutter. Christian, can you introduce yourself? Sure. Hi, Eric. Um, yeah, I'm Christian. I'm part of the Bearing Point tech team in Zurich. I have a, well, a background in business model innovation and technology. And well, in the last 15 years, I have been working with different companies looking to, to adopt new technologies or new software solutions. And well, some five years ago, I got into AR, VR. And then, well, we started to build a team, build a service offering and software products um, around these new kind of devices. So you've been in AR and VR longer than, than, than I am. With Christian, we've been working together for a while on addressing our clients' use cases. And even though we said that this uh, podcast is not about Bearing Point, we thought it was nice to just uh, uh, discuss what it means for our client. And, um, and so, Christian, what, what do you think of the announcement? What, what, what was your first uh, take when uh, you saw the device and, and how do you reflect that versus the use cases that you're currently working on? Um, well, it was a very typical Apple announcement. I think it was super high-end, focusing um, on a high-end experience, typically. Um, but it was also clear that it's uh, mostly focused and aimed at developers as an audience and not yet going really for, um, for a mainstream adoption. Um, I think they're very careful about the branding and how such a relatively technically complex product will be perceived by people. Um, yeah, so I was impressed for sure. But also I think there's, um, this is gonna change the, the dynamics in the market and the perception of, of VR. Uh, I, I would assume in a positive way, not just for Apple, but also for other, uh, other companies like Meta or even Lenovo. Yeah, it's 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 funny you using the word VR because uh, that's something that Apple didn't use at all. They didn't use AR either because we were all expecting that. They use special computing instead, which is a fancy word for 3D, basically. Um, do you think everyone would would understand that, that that perception? And I know we discussed that about the confusion between AR, VR, XR, and so on. What what's your take yeah. on that? Yes, um, that has always been a challenge to explain people what is virtual reality, what is augmented reality, and what's the, the range in between. And spatial computing, for sure, I mean, it's not an abbreviation <laughs> that helps. And I think it's more descriptive and maybe a better, a better term to explain what it actually is. They never mentioned the metaverse, uh, which is also, I think, an important differentiation from what has happened in the market before. Yeah, you mean you mean what Meta said? <laughs> yeah, I mean, 
the term of, of metaverse has not been defined by by meta but they really took it and tried to to become a synonym for this uh yeah it's basically metaverse would be something like a social virtual reality experience so it's really more aimed at a, a, a social media business model to have a, a lot of users in an experience that is that can be shared um and within there you would monetize it with through ads but the experience itself is for free and how i understand apple's uh, concept this is not social media obviously and is really more about high-end experiences that will be rather paid directly by the users and not through ad an ad business model Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is which is a distinction uh, with Apple. It's it's true that me I know that when when the world metaverse come in into the conversation with the with the, the client with our clients, I always talk about a metaverse like experience, and and by that I imply the social aspect of it. And if you really look at collaboration, if you look at learning, when you are several avatars in a room somehow that's that's being in in a metaverse you just you're together with your avatars you're just not wandering in the street or in a no man's land where you have other avatars uh, that you don't know of being there basically that's the only difference it's more private uh, scenery than than a public one but the, the experience by itself and the emotion that is carried over is the yeah. one we are focusing on mm. yes exactly Christian, you were you were talking about um, the more premium experience because obviously the the, the, the if you compare the device and, uh, and and the price of the the Apple device versus uh, the the to be released uh, Meta device the Quest Three, we are seeing a huge difference and and basically one is definitely focused at premium, the other one is more uh, mass audience, I would say. Um, do you think it influences the the nature of experience that we're going to be able to to do, or, or the nature of use cases, or even the nature of clients? What what's your think? What what's, what's your thought on that? Um, yeah, I mean the pricing is definitely yeah. The, I mean that will work for early adopters who just want to have the newest best technology, and for uh, people who try to build a business around that, specifically developers. To, to build the ecosystem. Um, I think for those two, the pricing is not such a big issue. So so next to those um, rather like you potential users or buyers with a professional focus, like developers, content creators, or those who really just always want the newest technology at any price. Um, still, I think if you look at the numbers, like Apple wants to sell something well, at least several hundred, hundreds of thousands of those devices. I think they still want to reach, um, well, people that uh, would fo- just focus on premium experiences like in, in media and entertainment. Um, and I was wondering if you see how our clients or your clients you're working with, if they would create new experiences for for those kind of users as well I, I, it's a very good question and i think that the 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 issues they are currently facing is not so much about the quality 
of the experience or the graphical quality of the experience. It's, it's more about understanding how VR or AR could enable some use cases that today are a problem. And when you really talk to them, it, it, it's, it's, it's always an investment. So you cannot justify going to VR uh, for the very first use case by saying we're going to reduce cost on that side or, or we're going to do that. It's, it's not obvious. We know that there is a value behind and, and we know that you can actually uh, justify from an economical standpoint doing training in VR versus taking a, a, a flight to come to a classroom. But it's not it's not one to one because of the first investment up front. And so today they are very sensitive about that first investment threshold. And obviously, there is the device behind. Even when it's 500 euro, the device, it's, it's still a discussion. So I don't think that for the B2B cases, um, the, 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 our client will look at, at the Apple device, at, at the Vision Pro device um, uh, upfront, because just the cost is a killing. Now that, that I said that, I think there is some industry where the use cases and the experience has to be premium. And I'm looking at the luxury industry. There, it's a different story because we're not talking about the same thing. And it's, it's really about the brand and the experience. And we want the exclusivity. And there you want to have the, the high-end quality uh, of uh, the Apple device. And you want to have the, the graphical experience as well. But from what I saw, there is not much experience yet there on, on the market. And I think that the fact that Apple announced it Monday and, and, and will release the, 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 the product on the market uh, in January next year, it, it's to, to allow time for the community to as well build those experiences. That, that, that would be my take on that. But our main client, it, it's not going to be the first focus because of that first cost threshold that they need to go through. Well, how do you see it on your side? Do you have the same feeling or what's what's your take? Yeah, I mean, I would assume that um, companies with a lot of strong focus on branding and luxury branding uh, could make really good use of this experience, like expensive watches, uh, expensive cars, expensive travel experiences, um, these kind of these kind of uh, experiences. Either, uh, I would think in, in marketing and sales there, you would have find um, quite something like a new race to have the best experience in sales um, and adding the spatial computing dimension on it, it could be quite int interesting to see where this is going. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, Christian, I think there's, there's one thing that I'm also uh, uh, wondering is, is Somehow the discussion before with client when we were talking AR or VR was was pretty down to earth and basically we were looking at at uh, the MetaQuest in terms of devices. We knew that there are more B two B grade uh, devices, but but as part of the discussion, everyone know the know, know, knows the Quest. Now we have a second device. Uh, we are seeing that the AR and VR uh, discussion is kind of, of uh, blurrier uh, by the day. So it's not so much a, a discussion anymore. But will it clarify what is used for what? Or do you think it will create more confusion in, in, the, in our client's mind? Or is it like, like, like clearer now or even blurrier because there is a, a different prism uh, looking at uh, special computing? 
Uh, I think it's more confusing now. It didn't really help uh, because Apple was rather generic um, with their use cases as well. Um, I would say that, yeah, probably clients and companies now need to know a, a bit more as well what is really the, the right device and also the right ecosystem for for the goals they want to achieve. For mm -hmm. example, if um, if your goal is to use uh, immersive experiences um, for process training or for safety training, then um, a device like the Meta 2, Quest 2 or then 3 are more than good enough to, to do that and to achieve your goals. And there you have a device which is 500 or then 400 dollars or euros a piece compared to three and a half thousand it's basically yeah mm. factor of seven yeah um so that will make a big impact on the actual business case if you want to use new technologies to optimize your business processes i fully agree and and i'm and i'm curious to see what uh, meta will we will do with the quest 3 because they they i think they announced it last week because they knew what apple was doing so they wanted to somehow uh, get their head out but but they were not very specific about what would be the improvement versus the quest 2 so it, it's mm. it's it will be an interesting discussion and and for sure we have two illustration in terms of, of range of possibilities from a graphical standpoint, the very premium one on one hand with the Apple device and, and the more conventional one, so to speak, uh, with yeah. the, the Quest device. Yeah. Uh, when you now, I mean, the Apple device is still, well, at least I would say half a year out before it will be released. And then first in the US only. Um, so how would you... You, would you still start today to prepare for something like that? Or would you rather wait and, and see? Well, for, for me, clearly, we need to start today. But it's not because of the device. Actually, I think that the, the discussion and, and the use cases we are addressing and, and, and our clients should look at is irrelevant of the device. I think that the, the, the power of immersive technology and, and special computing and VR and, and the, whatever the way you want to call it, it's because you can actually deploy real use case at scale that, that we know do not work on a, on a pure web-based uh, approach. Like, like if you want to meet with people, it's better if you immerse than uh, on Teams as long as you are four or five in the room. If you want to learn uh, e-learning versus uh, v-learning, we know that the figures are very clear and, and you're more engaged being in, in, in VR. There's many use cases out there that, um, that, that should be addressed. And, and those use cases, they are not driven by the device. They are driven by the value of the experience. And it has to be user-centric. And therefore, they need to look at, at it now because it will create over time a competitive advantage for those who really understand uh, how to do it, what works, what doesn't work, and so on. So there's still a learning curve. Uh, and then we'll see if it's on the Quest 3, if it's on a Pico, if it's on, on, on an Apple device. I, I think it will be more like, like looking at the, pers the target personas behind that we want mm -hmm. to address. So you really need to map that. 
But no, I don't think uh, they should wait. I, I think they should push now because it will give them a, a definitely competitive advantage once we're gonna have once we're gonna hit uh, the maturity curve. Basically, we're still very in the innovation now. So, what, what what do you think on your side? What how do you see it? Yeah, I mean, we we already see a lot of activity um, of companies who are, yeah, have implemented use cases um, successfully that are not even covered by what what Apple has um, presented as use cases. Um, for example, for product design in an engineering uh, context, um, for factory design to create digital twins, to use that in business collaboration, um, to redesign processes, like new processes that are usually a bit abstract to understand if you just visualize it with flowcharts or descriptions. Um, we see that there this format of, of uh, augmented reality and virtual reality are used to, to visualize um, workflows and to give people really a clue. Okay, does it will it work like that in the future, this process, or do we need to change it? Um, for mm -hmm. product sales, clearly, and also you have been working with sports experiences, like uh, using this technology in, I mean, the media and the entertainment business. It's 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 all on, ongoing. Um, so, yeah, I, I see that this doesn't really change now the use cases. It's just a matter of okay, which ecosystem is the right one for you, and. Um, this is what you need to, to look at. Mm. And it really calls for the segmentation of, of the personas, actually. So if, if we look at the challenges now, uh, uh, Christian, what, what do you think people looking at, at launching or kicking off uh, uh, a VR journey or transformational journey based on VR or AR, what do you think they should they should do, basically? Well, how do you usually take it with your client? What, what's your take mm. on that? Um, well, usually what we do is um, we look where you would find the biggest potential to yeah, help them in a, in a business case point of view. Like, can, you can we address certain pain points or offer new opportunities that have been not yet uh, implemented in the business model of the client? Um, and then we test, we just go there and test some of the solutions that we know or built. And then we usually start building something like a, a roadmap um, to, to help the client to be a bit specific uh, how to implement certain um, first prototypes and then test these prototypes very early on with clients of our clients or like real employees, real users to collect um, data points of how this will be perceived and if it's going in the right right direction to justify more investments. Mm -hmm. I, I think it's it's very important what you're saying because there's one thing that, that, that is for certain is that it's a user-centric discussion. And therefore, we need to Im involve the user, the end user, very early in the process to understand what works and what doesn't work or, or what is more relevant and what, what is less relevant. Because we, we, we may go with assumptions, obviously, 
but you need to validate those assumptions along the road and very early in the process. And I, I do exactly the same. Yeah, you did that uh, in Paris a lot, right? In, in yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we did. We we had like 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 uh, more than a hundred demos actually to with different clients to understand what was their behavior and their their their, their reaction uh, in, into that. And and clearly, what we show what we saw at the time, it was even though the the graphic quality of the experience was important because of the complexity to reach it uh, and, and uh, a quest device is a limited factor typically uh, when you have a, a gaming computer uh, linked to the device uh, to the headset then then it's it's a very different story but you want that experience to be as simple as possible therefore not tethered to a laptop or whatsoever and actually the emotion inside the experience is is a lot stronger than the impact of the graphical quality. And, and we decided at some points to focus on the emotion rather than the graphical quality, knowing that the graphical quality is coming. And, and Apple clearly says it's there, it's, it's, it's getting there at a price now that is uh, uh, high, but we know that it's coming. So it, it, it won't be the issue typically. Yeah, I agree. There, there's one thing that, that you say that, that is very important as well, because when our clients are, are looking at use cases. Uh, sometimes they really have a, a short-term mindset uh, in, in looking into it, and they really need to build a roadmap, as you said. They really need to, to have a direction where, where they want to go and how to position a set of experiences, because only one experience is going to be several experiences or several use cases that could be addressed. And, and you need to build a consistent experience through those use cases and not only one and and that requires setting up a clear roadmap and a clear direction that you want to go even though you might test and change your point of view along the way as we said earlier but the cape has to be set uh, at some point in terms of strategic intent yeah definitely i mean one, one example there is um i mean obviously it's always a mix of experiences um we now have not only one new kind of experience type, but like several. We have augmented reality, virtual reality, mixed reality. Um, there's also things like assisted reality or 360 degree streaming. Those are all new types of how to consume content, how to experience content. And before we, well, we basically had, um, at least in the digital world, we just had a PC, tablet, uh, yeah. smartphone, all they're all 2D, all flat. And the challenge there in creating such roadmaps is to how this all comes together, because you cannot exclude, you cannot just replace 3D um, or replace 2D by new 3D experiences. This will not, not work. No, um, mm -hmm. And also you need to be aware of what are synergies along these new types of experience. For example, where can you use uh, 3D models that you create, uh, for example, of your product? How can you use that along your whole value chain? For example, starting from product development, going over to um, product uh, management or product sales, rather, uh, where you try to, where you show the client uh, how your product uh, can be used in the real field. Mm -hmm. um, have better experiences and then even for for training and learning um, how your 
your company, for example, can repair those products in the field. Uh, this can all be based, all be done based on more or less the same 3D model. Um, but you need to know how to to lift those synergies. Otherwise, um, those business cases will be more more difficult. Absolutely, and 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 that's part of the roadmap assessment. Is how do yes. you make sure that you build on 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 tangible things along the way and and you reuse, which which call for, and it's probably another discussion, because we we've been focusing a lot on the use cases, but the the enterprise needs as well to ask themselves the question now: How are we going to manage all those three D assets? And and uh, and I think that there's a topic for discussion just on on that topic actually. Definitely. So so Christian, I think uh, it was a, a good discussion. We are reaching the end of of the time. Uh, any last comment you want you want to add on the Apple device? Are you gonna order one soon? Um, well, we we applied for the the beta phase. Uh, as we are also part, we have development teams, so we will work also with Unity software and um, try to get early early versions for sure. Uh, personally, um, yeah, I guess at some point, but I'm not sure at this price point. Maybe I will go for the next one. Um, but what is what is your now? What is your conclusion from 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 this event? I, I think it was it it was as expected. Uh, that uh, everyone was was crazy about what they saw, uh, and I think that uh, same as uh, Meta did uh, in twenty twenty one. I think we're gonna hear a lot more now about special computing and uh, and metaverse experience and VR in in the coming month until the next uh, wave. That's for sure. But I think it's 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 business as usual in deploying the use cases it, it doesn't change uh, much on on that point so I'm, I'm but i'm really excited about about big players jumping in and uh, and 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 still pushing and and the momentum on the market is clearly there so for 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 all our clients it's an opportunity to rethink the way they do things basically so the the dynamic is there and that's that's very positive from my uh, perspective yeah i agree Okay, um, I think we're reaching the end, uh, Christian. So thank you very much for your attendance. And, um, and uh, we'll uh, speak soon uh, anywhere on the business side. And uh, to all, bye-bye. It was a pleasure. Thanks a lot. Thanks, Eric. Bye, guys. Bye.